Hey, this is Brownrig, and you are listening to Unaligned Tales, Session 4. Yesterday was an interesting day. I found myself standing in front of a, a group of people crying. And that is not how I thought the day would end up. It was good tears, and I'll tell you how it happened. It was a story workshop that me and my wife attended in Cincinnati, and I have... I've had this idea to tell a story about how, um, it was just a simple story. It was a story about how I, I went on stage one time, I screwed up, um, at a recital that I did, I improvised and how that kind of shaped me for the rest, how, how that, how that has shaped how I see performing live. And sorry, this is a, <laughs> not a great start to the story. I want to hit stop so bad, but I can't, um, so, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll about this, I'll just tell you, I'll tell you the story that I told on stage, and then I'll explain, and then you'll, then maybe I'll cry, again, in the microphone this time, it doesn't feel like it, maybe I will, so, I went on stage, and I started like this, I said, I cannot introduce myself to you guys because it's not important. It's not important because I don't really know who I am. And I'll tell you why. When I was a little kid, I remember playing in the yard, in the front yard in South Africa of my home. And had these dinosaurs I was playing with, you know, telling stories and making up tales about them. And my dad was doing something. I don't recall what, but my mom told my dad, like, hey, you should go play with Brownrigg. And then... They ended up having a, some sort of small argument about it. How she's like, you, you're never there for him or something like that. And I just remember me experiencing um, a certain amount of unwantedness, you know, in that moment. Eventually, my dad came, came and played with me. And, you know, I was very, very happy. And we played. I had my little rice, um, triceratops and he had his Tyrannosaurus Rex. And, you know, we were were playing but there's something in me I think subconsciously that said like maybe there's some I, I'm not needed maybe I'm not wanted or like why is it so hard to connect like why why does my dad not want to play with me and I wonder if that sparked something inside of me to want to do something really well in order to be able to connect and my mom was a drama teacher is a drama teacher hi mom and she did very well she was she was a highly renowned teacher in the area drama teacher and so she taught me and i went full on and i was good i was really really good i remember getting a's and a pluses and a plus pluses and a triple pluses i don't even think that was a thing you could get but i got them because i was so good you know i just swept away all the competition and i was really really proud of myself and the accomplishments that i had that i had um, done and it was fun and i got cocky and but anyway so um you know, I was feeling really good about myself. And then one day I had to go to this recital with that me and my mom had worked on for quite a while. But we hadn't really got it all the way done. But I felt really confident that I could do it well. But my mom couldn't go and my dad went with me. And um, me and him are actually really similar. We we uh, were, we're both kind of tender, sweet. We're deep thinkers, creative people. But we're also really bad with certain just academic things. Like I suck at spelling and so does he. And... I'm a bit dyslexic. He's a bit dyslexic, and 
he's been he's struggled with depression in the past and so have I and so we have these these common traits and I love my dad um, but I've always been really afraid to like share emotion with him so anyway we go to this um, we go to this recital and my dad goes and I'm a bit nervous because I think I have to prove something subconsciously again I don't remember explicitly thinking that and I go on stage and I start my recital and I, I do all the motions and the actions and then this thing happened where I switched one of the phrases in the, the the recital, the poem, in front of the other. And once I did that, my brain short-circuited, and I couldn't remember the rest of the play because things were out of order, and I, I couldn't follow the, you know, the flow of things. And so I just kind of froze on stage, and my eyes went big. I looked at the audience, and I just improvised something. And what I improvised was almost a Freudian slip. I said, and then... The boy screwed up again, and this is something that he always does, and he never gets anything right, and I bowed my head, and I just ran off stage, and that was the end of the, that was the end of the performance, you know, and I was like, well, what the hell just happened, and I, I got, like, their adjudicators are doing their thing, and they told me, they came to me, and they're like, Brian, we got a B, and I was like, what, a B, like, I've never gotten a B before, like, what is this B business? And they're like, yeah, you did great. But then somewhere along the middle, something happened and we don't know what happened. And I remember my dad being just kind of cold about it. Um, and maybe maybe he wasn't, but that's just how I, re I recall it. And he said, Brownrig, what you said on stage by just running off like that and saying it's almost like that's a symbol for what you believe. You just don't, you're not, um, you feel like you're not good enough and you just run off. And he seemed very, very disappointed in me. And I think something in me broke where I was like, maybe I can't do the performance thing. And ever since then, I've had a fear of screwing up on stage. That was the first big screw up I had. But ever since then, and I continued performing, though I'd, I'd been in a dance group and um, I continued doing acting on stage um, for high school plays and that kind of thing. But I was always so scared that I was going to mess up and it kind of ruined the the whole performing for other people part of it it became more of an anxiety than this thing of pleasure that I can do to serve other people and, and be with other people and help people and I was just really afraid I was scared I was scared of of that I couldn't figure out this legacy thing that we had in our family that we were storytellers I was scared that I was going to mess up on stage and embarrass myself and so after my my period with the dancing group um performing arts group i burnt my my dancing shoes and i said i'm done i'm not performing again it's over and i think i lost something in myself when that happened because that was almost like i denied an identity that i had of of being a storyteller and being a performer and uh, making people feel things through the things that i create and so i'd been you know struggling a lot and going through life and um trying to figure out who I was and like what I meant to do etc etc and then one day I was on the phone with my mom and she told me about the story that my dad experienced when he was younger he they sent him to his parents sent him to a boarding school when he was younger like one or two I mean in first or second grade and he had not learned how to speak English and he was completely Afrikaans and so he wasn't able to really communicate and the teacher forced him to go up on stage and read this book and he he wasn't he struggled with reading because of his dyslexia and you know it wasn't and he was nervous about going in front of people but she made him she made him stand up there and recite the thing and tears started coming out of his eyes and 
you know, he was, he was afraid. He was afraid and he was insecure in that moment. And that left a, a lasting scar on him as well. And once I heard that, I just had this deep connection um, with that fear. And like how long must fear rule what we can and cannot do? And then I got really, really angry. I was like, how, how, like, why is it that, that we, that we continue to live out of this mentality, out of this fear? Like, why do we allow other people to shape who we are and who we, who we could choose to be ourselves? And so I called him up and I said, dad, I heard the story that mom said, and I'm really sorry that you had to go through that. He said, yeah, I, I do remember, and that was bad, but I feel like I've gotten over it, and things like, well, do you remember the time when we were playing dinosaurs, and you didn't want to play? And he's like, yeah, I remember, and awesome, do you remember the time when we were going to the recital, and you, um, you were so disappointed in me for messing up instead of affirming me, and he's like, yes, I am, and I'm so sorry for for both of these things, and at this point on stage, I was just crying, like I was straight up tears are coming out of my eyes and um it was kind of embarrassing but at, at the same time not because this is something that i needed to get out and say and i i told my dad i f i totally forgive you for for doing those things and he said thank you and we exchanged tears um as well and um and then i was i was there on stage at the storytelling conference saying that I no longer choose to be living in fear of who I am and who I who I should be, but I choose to stand as a storyteller. I, I choose to be a storyteller and reclaim the legacy of of storytelling that was broken from my family. And so that's what I want to do now. That I just, I want to tell stories that move people and and make the world a better place because I feel like like um. Like I'm good at that. I feel like I that's the one thing that I can offer the world um, and, and be good be, be really good at it and I don't want to shy away from that. So that's why I, I cried yesterday in front of a bunch of people because I was telling them that story and I wanted to just affirm that today that I, I am a storyteller. My name is Brown Rig Wools and I am a storyteller and I will continue doing this. And even though I, I felt a bit ashamed afterwards, I feel like maybe I took the spotlight away from people. That wasn't my intention. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm very glad that I was able to share that story with those people and with, and with you guys, whoever's listening. So that's um, Unaligned Tales Session 4. Let me know what you think in the comments. Be weird, Blaren, if you commented like 10 years from now. It's probably still up on SoundCloud. Maybe SoundCloud's dead by now. Who knows? Wow, what a meta trip. Anyway, thanks guys for listening. Have a great day.